Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this episode of Photo Mission Focus. And this is episode 101. one. And one. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> We're getting that, up there. Just put that out there. Yes. So, Terry, what are, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about don't feel guilty about your settings. Yeah. And that... don't settings shame. Yes, don't settings shame people because it's really, mm. you know, when people are first starting in photography, they know what they know and they, mm-hmm. and they pick their settings that they use and they're getting the results that they're comfortable with. Mm. And sometimes people come along. Oh well, you shouldn't be shooting in in TV mode. You you shouldn't be or you shouldn't be shooting in AV mode. You should be shooting in full manual. Mm. And I kind of always worry when people tell people, "Are oh, you doing it wrong?" Mm. If if people are getting a result right and they're happy with those results and it's fulfilling what they they're doing with their photography. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Exactly. I absolutely agree with you. You know, it's it's kind of like the old adage of you know, you've got to shoot in raw. Yeah. Well, I don't believe every photographer needs to shoot in raw because some enthusiast photographers don't ever do very much or very little mm. post-production. They just try and shoot as best in camera and then they might make some slight tweaks. Tweaks, yep. Might be crop. Yep. Might be able to lift them. Yep. Pull a bit in the Good shadow. Good to go. Done. Good to go. Not really much. Not not much heavy lifting. Yeah. So people who do that are typically just using Lightroom. Mm-hmm. So they're just doing those little adjustments. And some of them may not even use Lightroom. They might just no. use the authentic well, programs that they've got on their computer. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they just use some of the native yeah photo yeah. editing programs. Yeah. So I think it's kind of important to understand that people really will use what is they're comfortable with, and it's a bit mm. like you know, the raw JPEG. And if you're never going to edit in mm. and really do deep editing in an image, mm. do you need to shoot in raw? Not necessarily, no. And I I know of a lot of pro photographers who just shoot straight in JPEG because yes. they've gotten themselves to a place where they can shoot. And they can deliver. the and they, deliver. Can, they can deliver what they need to deliver in that format. Mm. And even to the point where some professional photographers, JPEG is what they have to shoot, like sports photographers, mm. because they don't. Sports is one of those. It's a documentary style of photography, mm-hmm. so it's not. It's not a style of photography where you're going to go and do a lot of editing. No, you can't go in and start saturating it and mm. cloning things out, and mm-hmm. you know, healing stuff and doing this and. And you're actually not supposed to as well, are no, you? No, that's right. I mean, a lot of it's it's very much frowned upon. You know, any any journalistic photography is you you don't mm. you don't change mm. it. You don't change pixels. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't change too much. I mean, you might you might just be able to play around with a little bit of contrast or a bit of mm. exposure, but basically, so you don't need you don't need all that information. Mm. And some people, like I said, get really, I suppose, depending on you know in the circum. The circle of people they might go around. Oh no! If you're not shooting that, then you know your 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 photography is rubbish. Mm. But that's not the case. Like I mean, I see it so many times on different forums where people mm. get who get setting shamed. Mm-hmm. 
because they're, yeah. shoot, they're shooting in JPEG. And I know I was earlier on in my wedding yep. photography career. I was shooting in Aperture Priority. Yes. Because I had figured out my style. I was yes. really comfortable with it. I was using exposure compensation to alleviate the issues that I would, would face. Yes. And I remember being being kind of told, you can't do that. That's not the right way to do it. Well, so if, if you're shooting and I shoot, there's, there's three modes that I shoot in. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm shooting if I'm shooting street photography, mm-hmm. I typically shoot in TV mode mm-hmm. um, because I usually have my shutter speed around two fifties per second. Yeah, right. Because if you've got someone walking, two fifties per second is fast enough to freeze them. Yeah, right. And then as it gets darker, you can keep your ISO down. Yeah. So what actually happens in in that mode? If I go if I go full manual, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm finding that as the light's dropping off or or the person walks into... You've missed that shot. You walk into a yeah. darker thing, you know, the darker part because yeah. you've taken the first frame and you go, yeah, I like that. And then but then you see them walking ahead and go, oh, actually, I like, mm. I like this better. I like the fact that the camera then will adjust mm-hmm. the aperture and the um, ISO to mm-hmm. suit that. I mean, and sometimes I'll shoot where... I'll, I'll kind of do a hybrid mode where I'll shoot in manual, but I'll leave I'll leave the ISO in auto. Mm. So I will set. So I'll say, okay, look, I I, I want I don't I want this to be at least five point six. Mm. I want it two fiftieth, and then my you know the fact that's going to be the variable is going to be the mm. ISO. Mm. And the thing I probably love about my new current camera setup is the low light shooting capabilities mm. of that thing. You know, you can crank the ISO up, and the thing just is incredible. Mm. Mm. You've you shown know? me some pictures, and it's insane. yeah. Well, I've, well yeah. I've done stupid ISO used to get mm. to get those shutter speeds that I'm trying to get, mm. and actually still get a result which I couldn't have got before. Yeah. So I think the thing about it is, you know, people should not feel guilty about yeah. how they use their camera. Yeah. Whether they shoot it in TV mode or. Aperture mode, shutter priority, yeah, whatever, manual, and, and different different program manuf- doesn't matter. Different manufacturers will call those yeah. those modes slightly different, yeah. But any of those kind of semi-auto modes, mm. and you know, I teach photography, and when I get someone to start learning photography about learning about the exposure triangle, mm. I'll actually start them off in using TV and aperture priority. Yeah, right. So to control the depth of field, obviously, yeah. they're going to use the aperture priority mode. Yeah. Um, to use when and they're doing like sports or movement, uh-huh. obviously the, the time value mode or shutter yes. priority mode is the is the thing that you teach them so they start to understand the relationship by going okay if i shoot at this shutter speed yes i'll freeze the action or yes. if i shoot at this shutter speed i'll get i'll have blur and sometimes yes. blur is intentional yes so to understand it then then eventually i mean there's some forms there's some forms of photography where i shoot full manual i i pick everything because mm. because you have to to get the results yes but it's knowing when you need to step from one of those semi-auto modes to yes. a fully auto mode. Yeah. And one of the things I'm really enjoying with the, my new mirrorless camera, and I was showing you earlier, is the control ring on the lens allows me to do exposure compensation mm. on the fly. Mm. So basically I've set my, if I'm in full manual, and but then I find out that I need an extra stop of light, mm. I can just quickly... Dial, yeah. dial that in. Yeah, yeah. 
I love it. Yeah. So, but again, that works for me and everyone will find their own niche or they'll find their own spot. I think it's very similar to Photoshop if you think about the techniques that people use for their editing when they're using Photoshop as their, their desired software. Yes. There's several different ways to get the same result. Oh, exactly, exactly. In, in Photoshop, there's, there's, yeah. if you watch the tutorials on different processes. You can find a hundred tutorials. Yeah, and, and they'll, they'll all do it slightly different. Yeah, exactly. How, how people will actually get a result. That's right. And so is one better than the other? Mm. Sometimes like the end result is, you know, it'll produce a picture in a particular way mm. or give you a particular look to the picture that, that you're, yeah. that's what you're, you like or you, you're comfortable with. I think it's about understanding your reasons why you've chosen to set your camera up in a particular way, why yes. you've chosen to use a particular style. Yes. If you're doing it because you're lazy Yep. Maybe maybe challenge yourself. <laughs> but if you're doing it because those particular settings mean that you can work faster, yep. you can work more effectively and efficiently, you can communicate more effectively with your clients or or you can you can inter you can interact with them on a lesser as if it's street photography. There's yes. so many reasons why you would choose yes. particular settings. And I think it's it's not fair for us to to say that what's right for one is right for the other as well. Yes, and I think that we all kind of set our cameras up slightly different so everyone has their own kind of preferred mm. settings how they set the camera up. Mm. And I think that's the same. So not, not, there's not one of us that's more right than the other one. No, that's right. You know, we all do it for different reasons. That's exactly right. And But again, I just it, it, I cringe every time I see on a forum somewhere that someone gets slammed because they're using a particular mode on the camera yeah, or or they're using a zoom lens and, oh, you should be using a prime and you should just walk, you know, close to your subject. <laughs> 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 and to me, like, I mean, I I love primes. I love primes. Mm. But I love my zooms because mm. my zooms give me sometimes, they give me flexibility Yeah. To be able to, yeah, I can, I could run up close, but sometimes it's not practical. That's exactly especially right. Especially doing street photography. It's exactly right. The zoom gives you the ability to cat. It's either the, it's either with street photography, it's opportunist photography that that when something is presented to you, you have to react there and then mm. and to get the shot. If you don't get the shot, you'll miss it. Yeah. Right, and you mightn't have always have the right gear. Yeah, and I showed I showed you a picture before I shot from the twenty second floor of a of an apartment. It's <laughs> a great shot, <laughs> right? I looked out the window. I had the lens I had on probably could have went and got a different lens, but you know I saw this happen. I saw this gentleman interacting in a particular way, and I shot with what I got. So that that shot is cropped in mm-hmm. because I the lens was was way too wide. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about it was is I could quickly get that shot mm-hmm. and I got a usable shot. Yeah. And then just crop it down to, to lose out the, the stuff that didn't add to the shot. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I said, but it's being able to react because straight not long after, like I looked over, saw that, thought that's really cool. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> it's kind Shoot of cool. it. Another minute he was gone. Mm. Mm. So, you know, like and that's what happens quite often with those street photography shots is that they change – the scene changes so quickly yeah. that if you don't get that shot, you miss it. 
And you know what? I think it all also brings us back to the point that, you know, technology these days is is so incredibly intuitive. Yes. And it's not to say that your gear makes you a better photographer. I think what makes you a better photographer is how you use your gear. Yes. And if you can take advantage of that technology. It's like, it's like the eye tracking. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so we've, 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 we've both upgraded our cameras to cameras that have incredible eye tracking. Mm. It's game changing. Yeah, we we could focus. We could find someone's eye and we can focus on the eye. We can do all that. We can move our focus point around and we can nail the eye. Mm. But the fact that we can now do it seamlessly, mm. we can be concentrating on our on our framing, mm-hmm. our composition more now because we we're not we've taken away one layer of thing we've got to worry about. Okay, I'm gonna make right. sure I've got that that eye in focus. Yes. The camera is doing that bit of work, heavy lifting for you now. That's exactly right. So now as a photographer, you can now concentrate on where that, how that person sits in the frame. That's right. Because that's one less thing you have to worry so, about. So, so true. So yes. I'm using that extra bit of time yes. that I'm creating by using this particular equipment so I can interact more effectively with my clients. Yes. So I can create those. And it could, those, it, it could be the fact now that you can actually now be talking to your model exactly directing your model directing the client yep. whatever to get yep. the shots yeah not having to worry about okay i just got to stop and pause and get the focus you yeah know, focus, and focus, focus. that delay could potentially put someone off that's right that it break, could make that them feel of, uncomfortable yes there's so many factors that so, that delay does cause so, so i've actually seen i've kind of seen someone get shame for using you know um that technology as well on a forum. Mm. I'm thinking, are you serious? Like, yeah. I mean, this is this is a great thing about photography is that we got technology that's coming into photography that that yes, it's making us easy to get certain shots. Yeah. So what happens is with this technology, is your keeper rate goes up. Yeah. So typically, the number of shots you got that are actually usable mm-hmm. is higher. Mm-hmm. So which means as you get better at shooting, you'll actually shoot less. You'll actually start to peel back because we mm. do take. I mean, I used to always call it insurance shots. Mm. When I shot film, I'd shoot, you know, I'd, I'd do a lot of bracket shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'd be shooting where, where the meter's saying, yes, you should be. Mm. But then I'd go a stop under and then a yeah. stop over yeah. as insurance. Yeah. And then sometimes you go, oh, great. Glad I did, yeah. I'm glad I did the stop under. Yeah. Because now the background's not so blown out or whatever. Yeah. So we probably don't have to do so many of those types of shots anymore because we can the camera can sort a lot of stuff out mm. for us. Mm. So I know I do shoot a little bit more at the moment just yes. because Oh, because it's new, because it's it's what you're used to doing. Loving it. <laughs> and like I said, I think what'll happen is ultimately what'll happen is you'll as you get more comfortable with that technology, mm. you'll actually know that you've got the shots. Yes, I've got I've got the three great headshots. Mm-hmm. And move on to something else mm. now. Whereas before, you might have shot twenty shots, mm-hmm. knowing that yes, I'm, I should have three in there. That'll be that should be okay. Yeah, I've got the focus okay. And sometimes you know yourself when you're shooting, and your the focus is hit the nose or something, mm. and the eye's slightly out or, mm-hmm. or something's happened, and you're just slightly off. Yeah. Or you're focused, and the model's moved that little bit. Yeah. And it just changes it. Whereas the camera now is tracking yeah. all the time. Yeah, huge. And very quickly. Huge, huge change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's been great. So what other, what other things of, you know, settings do you think that people might get shame for? 
Um, oh, just trying to think. As well as setting shame, the gear shaming that does well, there happen is gear quite shame. a fair bit. So, so people who shoot with lower grade bodies, like, I mean, you've got your entry level bodies mm-hmm. in both mirrorless and in DSLR. Mm-hmm. And for someone starting out, you don't need you, they that don't, pro they don't, camera. They don't need a pro camera. No, that's exactly right. You're better off to cut your teeth on on a, you know, you're better off actually, the best advice I could give to somebody is if they've got a, some money to spend on, they want to get into photography mm. and they've got a budget of some money, mm. buy probably the cheapest body you can buy, but buy the best class mm. for that body. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So the idea being is, Yes, the, the, the cheaper body is probably going to have some limitations with its ISO, its dynamic range, its number of shots in burst mode, probably going to be lower, those mm. things. Those things aren't, this stage, maybe going to be that important to you. Mm. What's always important is how sharp that glass is. Yeah. And yeah. if you can buy, and also if you can buy fast glass, mm. if you can buy, you know, the fastest glass you can get, mm. you know, that's going to be once you get better as a photographer. That's going to mm. be where you're going to really mm. start to understand it. So, like I said, don't buy a pro body and then buy mediocre lenses yeah. because you've spent so much on yeah. the body. Yeah, you know, buy the buy the better glass. Mm-hmm. Buy the buy the because every manufacturer brings out in a range. They have their you know entry level full frame. Yes, and then they have their kind of you know, semi-pro full frame yes. and then you've got your fully professional yes. full frame bodies yeah, and variants of those. Yeah. So sometimes like if you buy the entry level full frame, if that's the area you're going yeah. into and then you put on, like I said, good glass on the front of it, you know, you can get amazing results. Yeah, that's right. That's you know right. It just actually made me think of a setting that people people um, do actually do a bit of shaming and it's when it comes to using your flash. Yes, there is a lot of you're not doing it right kind of settings. But you know what? If you're getting those results that you need or yes. want or yes. desire. Well, it's like it's like people who use, say, a non-camera flash. Mm. See, sometimes that's something that people get shamed for, for using on-camera flash. Mm. Mm. And, oh, you should be using off-camera flash. What are you doing? Like, you yeah. <laughs> but, if, like... But, but if you're getting the result. Yeah. And look. Off camera, on camera flash used like as bounce mm-hmm. can work really effectively. It can be, be absolutely beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And some, and what's great now is if some of the on camera flashes, you can tilt the head around and twist it sideways, so you can do that kind of forty five to a wall, mm-hmm. so you get that side bounce. Mm. And which, I even bounce off the back of a wall if yes. it's if behind me is nice and white and clean. Yes, or the roof is is kind of behind me so is what you quite... using that as a separation light between the subject and the wall or? no i'm actually using it as fill light so fill light okay. yeah so yeah. i even knew what to say there as the right type <laughs> of light <laughs> but i remember being actually at a wedding probably oh, a little over 12 months ago and the photographer i was working with was was doing something similar Yes. And there was a gentleman in the crowd that, that was a photographer or knew a little bit about photography and he came up and he said, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you, have you got your flash set behind you? And I attempted to explain the reasons why. Yes. But, the, it, uh, you know, we're trying to work, we're trying to do all sorts of things. Yes. But he was, he was potentially 
setting shaming. He's like, you shouldn't yes. be doing it like that. You should actually have it on front on. And I'm like, well, yes. you know what? That's that's great, but that's actually not the effect we're that, after that's here. Right. Sometimes you just want to introduce that. Touch. Does that just, touch? Just a touch of fill yeah. light. Yeah. That if you have too much, it's going to just wreck what you're trying to do. Absolutely. So you just need that very small amount of extra light mm-hmm. and you're using a flash to, mm. to give you that little little bit of fill. I'm so curious when I see someone with their camera set up, especially when it comes to flash work and it's set up in a way that I would not think it would produce particular results. Yes. Sometimes I do actually go and ask. I'm like, yes. what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Can you teach me something? You know, so I, I, I get curious and yes. I, I, you know, I think it's really important that we do remain curious and we kind of remain thirsty for that knowledge. If someone's doing something that we don't recognize or we think may not work, maybe ask the question, That's hey, right. how is that working for you? Can you yep. show me what you're doing? And it could be that they've just actually found a way to produce a picture and a style that they like. Mm-hmm using a set of techniques that are that are unconventional. Exactly. And we don't even know if, you know, potentially if we're out in public and they're they've been hired to do something, they may have been hired for that particular technique that they're doing. Yes. I mean there's like I said, people come across some interesting techniques that they kind of sometimes stumble across mm. or people try different things over the years to get a a technique that works. Yeah. And then they roll it out then and people see it and they go, well, why are they doing that? Yeah. And again, yeah. it's like it if it gets results. So if you're a photographer out there and you're, you're say, a, a hobbyist photographer mm. and you're getting images that you're happy with, shooting in JPEG, shooting in, in a full auto mode or shooting in a, in a semi-auto mode, that that's fantastic. A okay. It's absolutely a okay, mm. and there's no need for you to have to move. Now, mm. what will happen is, once you kind of get, I suppose, more knowledge, you'll be ready then to start using some of those other mm. modes, like a full manual mode. And like I said, and I do it now. Like I use, I use the whole palette of tools that are in my camera mm. of different modes. I use them because mm. I can quickly do something which I'm not having to think about too much mm-hmm. i can dial up some settings mm-hmm. i can shoot and get a result that's right because i've done it so many times yeah. before yeah and like i said it just helps you do it that's right so and but there's other times where i'll leave nothing to chance where i control everything in the yes. camera because yes. i want i want a particular i want a particular result yeah if i'm shooting real estate i want everything within my control so yes. i'm doing the whole lot yes in and, camera, and, in and manual mode. And see, in some instances, like when you're shooting like an interior, mm. you've got time to do that. Mm-hmm. You've got time to to move the camera around, change the camera angle, um, change mm. the settings, mm-hmm. ch- play you know, your depth of field. Mm. Bracket your shots if you need to. Bracket the Incorporate shots. a flash to fill in a little yep. bit of light in yep. the corner. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So, yeah, so no- nothing worse than having a room and having a dark corner. Oh, I, I mean, it. the best rooms are those light. And, you, and again... Yeah, you, know, you pop a flash in there, and that can just give make the room look so much airier mm. and more appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely so, can. But just by putting that bit of light in there, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it, how you introduce that light, it may be a bit unconventional. I know that you've done some unconventional 
real estate photography when you've forgotten your um, tripod <laughs> and you managed to put the camera onto a light stand. I did, and it was actually a game changer. I was, was like, Terry got the what? Hor- Terry got the horizon perfect. I often think about that when I go to jobs. I'm like, should I just take the light stand? stand and I'll screw, I'll screw the camera to the light yeah. stand. That was insane. I was so impressed with that. So, yeah, there's, you know, sometimes when you get things or forget things or you get it wrong, you're actually figuring out some new techniques or some new new kind of adaptations to your shooting exactly. style. Exactly. So, so I think we've been talking about setting shaming. However you shoot, if mm. it works for you, just embrace it. Mm. Be kind, people. Be, yeah, be kind. kind. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone, everyone does stuff differently. Yeah. You know, and look. Taking it just outside of the photography regime, mm. people get shamed like for all manner of things, like cooking. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's so I've many... been cooking shamed much of my life. <laughs> well, there's different. You, you can cook the same dish, and and th- you could give the same dish to three people, and they could cook it all mm. in a different way. Look at MasterChef as a good example. It's a good example. Yeah. So, but some people, for whatever reason, they'll do one of the steps in a particular way. Yeah. And it's but but the end result is they get the end result. Mm. And it mm. could be it could be and I think the other thing too is this is the other thing that happens in workflow. People get workflow shamed. Yeah. Is that sometimes oh that takes too long to do it that while you're doing it that way. It takes too long. Yeah. But you know what? If if that's what you're comfortable doing, that's doing right. your work and it might take yes, it might take a bit longer to do it yeah. that way. Yeah. But if you're happy to do it, just keep doing it that and way. And it might bring you that joy and that's why you do it well, a particular thing, way. Well, but it mightn't be that you're actually, the end thing for you is not to get it through as quick as possible. I mean, if you're a, a busy working commercial photographer and you've got to punch a lot of images out a day, yes, you're going to try and wherever you can save a couple of seconds on an image, mm. you're going to try and save it mm. because over the course of the day, that can add up to quite a lot of time that's that right. you've saved. That's right. That's fantastic. But for some photographers, time's not the issue. That's right. So they can take the long-winded approach. That's exactly right. And they should be not shamed for doing that. That's exactly right. Fantastic. (laughs) Terry, as always, always great to kind of chew these things over and put it out there to to our listeners to think about. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, this has been a good one. Excellent. Until next time. (laughs) Chat soon. See See ya. ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photomission Focus Discussing Photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.